Welcome to Side Effects. Effect versus affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host, Chief Marketing Officer, Dave Holman, as we learn more about artificial intelligence and how HR professionals can use it to save time, improve efficiency, and enhance a job candidate's interview experience. It's 2023, and personalization is key. From your tennis shoes, to your food order, to your job offer letter, personalization can create a competitive advantage for organizations. Technology guru Dave Holman is going to introduce us to the basics of ChatGPT and why we need to embrace this innovation. Let's get started. All right, Dave. Hello. Welcome again as my co-host. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very good. Um, You're my co-host, but you're also my guest and you're my technology guru. So we're continuing our conversation about generational recruiting and we're really focusing on how to use technology and AI to more effectively reach our candidates, our desired candidates. So that sounds nice, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound easy? love utilizing technology. Yes, I know. We all know. And that is <laughs> why I'm I'm really excited for you to give a little taste about chat G- G- GPT, which is kind of makes people a little intimidated, I think. But if you use it correctly, it can be so, so useful and so helpful. Yeah, I think the big thing is just understanding what it is, understanding what it is not mm-hmm. is probably even more important. Yeah. And then figuring out what the entry points are. I think the early generations, it's almost like the first versions of the internet that were out there. It's like people (laughs) didn't really quite know what it was. They just thought it was cool to be on and surf around. But now we're kind of entering that um, applications phase of ChatGPT where companies are figuring out how can they operationalize, how can they monetize different elements of it. And uh, at McGowan Braybender, we've really started to understand it and utilize yes. it in different business applications, and it's made our lives so much easier. So now what we've done is we've turned our attention and figured out how to help our clients. Exactly. We want to be the teachers now. Yes. So um, I'm referencing back to our Learning Center Symposium that we had back in June. Um, We polled our audience members and we asked them about the letter templates that they use when they have their job offers. And we said, do you use the same one for every job offer? And do you remember what the results were? Yeah, I believe 87% said that they use a standard template. 13 of them do some customization to it. Uh, for recruiting purposes. So still the vast majority of the population <laughs> is. And and just so you know, it was a big room. It wasn't, yeah. you know, 10, 12 people. We had a room. 80, it was a 85, room. Yeah. yeah. It was a full room. And that, that kind of blows my mind because there are so many different jobs at every single company and they're using the same template. Yeah, again, it's the one size fits all, and it's kind yeah. of the mold that they've used forever. It's the the job offer, the, what is the title, what is the description, then what are the core benefits, and then what do they need to do to accept. Right. And that may have worked in the past, but it doesn't work anymore. You're still selling them the dream mm-hmm. until their first day of work. And if you stop recruiting them prior to their first day of work, you're going to get them, in many cases, to ghost you, which yes. is an episode that we had talked about 
think it was the previous episode before this one. Right. And so we asked them, too, what other things they might include besides those core benefits. And some said, you know, they'll mention the career growth opportunities or more details about the job description or additional perks. But they really didn't add anything too special because it's time consuming. No, I think what they do is they they list them as a bullet point. Like in addition to your comp and benefits, we have a extensive management training program. We Mm -hmm. have professional development, but you need to be more personalized. You need to be more literary, I guess, in your words. They, They want to be sold the dream so that they can visualize it. And so simply putting it down as a bullet point no longer sells that dream. Exactly. Them. So um, as an early adopter of AI, you were you were one of the first who got to test out some of this technology, right? Yeah. Um, I was able to be in one of the early beta testers that had early access to it. So um, it's been really interesting to see where it started and where right. it is today, which it doesn't seem like it's been a huge time lapse, but the improvements to the program have been um exponentially improved. Oh, right, day. right. So so as this early adopter, and if you know how to use it, can you give us a very basic example of how it can help you create a personalized job offer letter in literally seconds? Yeah. And so um and and we did this exercise. First of all, we did this exercise during the session. Yep. This very exercise. And so um, if you would like in the show notes, um, Kenzie will include the link to the video. It's about a 30 minute yep. uh, clip and it goes through and we actually do examples. We, I think we went through four different examples to show them how easy it was. You can hear the oohs yeah, of the crowd. As, <laughs> as we started. And so um, if you've listened to any previous podcast, what we did was we started with the characteristics of the different generations. Yep. And so... I created a a Word document that just listed by generations the qualities or the traits that are most associated with the generations. And then what I did was I took a generic run-of-the-mill job offer letter. I think I actually went back to our HR department and said, give me your generic template. Yep. And they gave it to me. And then what I did was I, I took the two... I took the characteristics, I took the job offer letter, Mm -hmm. and I pasted it inside of the chat GPT console. Yep. And I said, based on the information above, create a a job offer letter um, that would appeal to a Generation Z employee. Right. And then I hit enter, and we sat back, and in about 15 seconds, it created a customized letter that took the the important elements of the job offer, but flowered in not just characteristics, but it worded it in such a way where it was the person was being sold the dream. Oh yeah, a Generation Z could actually visualize what was being told, and it went a bit further. So it took the qualities that I provided, mm-hmm. but then it went out and searched the entire internet and interlaced some additional qualities and and language that to use. So after we got that initial round of oohs and ahs, we went back up to the letter and we highlighted the sections that we felt appealed specifically to the to the zoomer. Mm-hmm. And then what we did was we went back in the line and we said rewrite this letter for a millennial. Yep. And we hit enter. 
And in 15 seconds, it created a letter. So what we did was we went back up and we put the letters side by side and started to compare them. Mm -hmm. What was different? What was similar? And it was a different letter. The position may have been the, the same. The same. But the way that it was being sold really resonated with the people in the room. And, and I asked specifically for some of the different generations, did this, did this appeal to you in a way that it didn't appeal a few minutes ago? And the answer was a resounding yes. Oh, yeah. And so what we did then was we tweaked it a little bit further. So we would add some nuances. We would say rewrite this, but make it less than 200. Or shorter. Yeah, make it less concise. than 200 words. Yep. Make it more conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, add an empathetic tone to it. So mm-hmm. they they were just amazed every time it went through that, that it further tweaked something that would take them a great deal of time, resources, and frustration for many of them yeah. um, that kept them from doing other parts of their work. So suddenly the light bulb went off that, you know what, we can do something that's better than what we have before, and it doesn't add incremental time to our daily schedule. can actually shorten the time. Yep. And some like examples of what this, um, I guess, how it made it more explanatory was for example with gen x or or gen zers they included how they like deib initiatives so then they talked about that which was a note from your document that you uploaded but then yeah they added to it and said more about diversity equity inclusion and how you can volunteer and it just it was amazing yeah and it was funny (laughs) because like when we got to the gen xers one of the things we talked about in a previous episode was they believe greatly in participation on outside boards and events, but they want to do their passion projects. Yes. And without prompting um, a great deal um, from the worksheet that we use to copy and paste it, Mm -hmm. ChatGPT actually read on that and actually brought in things and and used the language like participating in projects that you find that that are of interest and are passionate in your life. And I thought it was wow. so smart. It, it was like it kind <laughs> of put the cherry on top of the yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And especially we had a lot of generation Xers in the room. Yep. That really resonated with them. It did. And so what other basic everyday tasks can chat GPT help with? I know one that MB really utilizes is language translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people, they, they, it's a more diverse workforce we have right now. Yep. And so um, Spanish is a very common request that, that comes in today. And up until now, like some of the, online translation services they're they're probably 75 80% accurate but i mean when you're talking about employee benefits you don't want to be 75 to 80% accurate no, no, that's no. how you get in trouble <laughs> uh, but chatgpt is amazing with language translation yep and um, the accuracy of it and we even went through an exercise in the room where we translated to spanish and then we translated back from Spanish to English, mm-hmm. and it was almost verbatim, yep. which tells us that it was super tight in the literal translation. So that was one area that we were able to do it. Another was when we just took a um, everyday situation or occurrence, 
And I use the example of embedded, not embedded deductible, which comes up a lot more with plans of, and, and trying to explain that to your workforce is, is not the easiest thing to have them understand. So what we did was we did a simple command. Please explain to me, um, at a fourth grade reading level, Mm -hmm. what an embedded deductible is and how it works. And so it came back and it gave us this Had great an example in it. It gave us a great example mm-hmm. and it was wonderful, but it seemed a little bit long to us. Mm-hmm. So I said, rewrite this and limit it to no more than 150 words. Yep. And it came back, used the same example, but was more direct and to the point. And so it was perfect. So then what we did was we took a non-embedded deductible. And we said, give us a simple example of how a non-embedded deductible works. And it kicked back a math problem with us. And it was very simple and easy to understand. And then we asked it to make it in a graph or a chart. And And that was mind-blowing. That that was where (laughs) I actually learned something new in the room. Because somebody, I said, what other applications or things do you need? Yep. And so someone said, well, what about charts? Can it do charts? And I said, let's try. I don't know. We char- <laughs> and so what we did was we asked it to make a chart of something. Lo and behold, right there on the screen, it started creating columns and rows. and Very and, easily read yeah, and explained. It, it made perfect yeah. example. So then another person in the room got super excited <laughs> and said, I've got to prepare a PowerPoint presentation. And I don't remember the topic. Smart goals or Smart, some kind of like a goal, goal setting. setting. Yeah, yeah, goal yeah. setting. So we we gave it the command, give me a 10, was it a 10-page, 10 10 10-slide yeah. mm-hmm. PowerPoint outline on goal setting? And it created on the fly in under you know, 10, seconds. 10 seconds. It was awesome. The outline. And that was when the eyes in the room just absolutely lit up. Yeah, our nerd, our nerd alerts were going off. We were like, this is crazy. Yeah. And so... One of the things that before we even got into that, though, and I want to make sure we I don't want us to end the podcast without giving the disclaimers right, yep. that are out there, because there are some. Um, first of all, we live in a world right now where I believe we're up to chat GPT four. Yep. Um, most of the people are still operating on chat GPT three platform, which in, in case you're wondering, like, what's the difference between the versions? Think of it as the version of the internet as it is frozen in 2021. Correct. And that is chat GPT-3. So if you ask it something that is based on current events, like something that just happened or something, a law that was just passed, chances are it is not going to collect that. Correct. Chat GPT-4 ingests things up to 2022. Yep. Um, But even all of that being said, all of the information that is in chat GPT is learned. Mm-hmm. And we have a saying around here with all of our databases and CRMs, garbage in is garbage out. Yep. And it's only as good as the information that is fed into it. So essentially chat GPT ingested the entire internet. Mm-hmm. Think of it that way, everything. And as we all know, just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true. True. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it's getting a little bit better yeah. as far as, you know, going through and what is credible, what is not credible, but you have to take it as a great. There are wrong answers. There are wrong answers. Yes. And there are inaccurate statements. So yep. 
don't just feed it a command and then take the result, copy and paste it in an email. We still encourage you read through it, make sure it sounds right and Mm -hmm. it look right. It looks right to you. Um, And so that's the one thing that I would say is that yes, um, don't take it as gospel. And the other disclaimer is about HIPAA, correct? Yes. Do not put in anything that is HIPAA related (laughs) um, because if you feed it into there, it becomes part of the machine that's out there. Right. And so... Um, you will find that, you know, you don't want privacy information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do not um, ever encourage uh, that to be out there. But um, you can you can also give it commands so that it will not feed and ingest it into the Internet. And an example of that was I actually, um, I didn't do the exercise in the room, but I used um, Bing, Mm-hmm. I went out to Bing because it has the ability today to ingest PDFs that are open right. and analyze um, and regurgitate information or organize it in uh, any way you see fit. So I took a summary plan description from a group yep. uh, for their medical plan, and it was 170-something pages of the most boring legalese Ooh. that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I, I said... Um, I, I said, using the PDF that is in the open browser tab, I want you to tell me what the, um, appeals process is for a denied claim. Yep. And I hit go and I waited and I thought, well, 30 seconds went by and I thought, well, maybe I didn't put in the right command. It said (laughs) that it was thinking and generating, but nothing was being generated. And right when I was getting ready to reload the page and try something else, it started spewing information back to me. What it was doing was it was learning and making sense of the 170-something You had to give it a chance. (laughs) And then then the response came back that said, I'm sorry that your claim was denied, but here are the steps that you need to appeal the process. And it numbered them and made it super easy for me to understand and actually referenced where I could find it within the document if I needed additional information. I was absolutely blown away. But what I did was I was very careful in my instructions saying, only using the document that is open. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it looking out on the internet for anything else because it could have brought in elements of outside information. Right, right. And that's a perfect disclaimer is, you know, we always want you to proofread this. Be very careful what you put into it. But also don't be scared of it. Technology is our friend. I know we're singing the praises, but also giving some warnings. So do you have any final words for our listeners about this technology? You know, I would say don't. Organizations are really trying to find their way right now. They're trying to develop the policies of how it should be used, what it could be used for. I think HR needs a seat at the table Yep. when that is being done. Um, we want to be cautious um, and we want to be prudent, but at the same time, I'm telling you, this is, when, when I look at how much it's come just even in the last 90 days, if you turn a blind eye to this, mm-hmm. um, you're, You're going to miss be, out. You are really going to be behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are finding different applications here at McGowan Braybender on a daily basis. And it's not meant to replace work. It's not meant to replace the expertise we provide. But it's meant to help 
here's our here's our favorite tagline from our department. <laughs> uh, personalize it's it's to automate the ordinary and, and personalize the extraordinary. And that's what mm-hmm. ChatGPT allows us to do. And we can actually even take the ordinary and we can really start to personalize it. So Absolutely. we can even personalize and make extraordinary the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, watch out. I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave, for giving us this little peek into our, our future technology. It's here. Um, so if you have any questions or comments about chat GPT or any of this, we're going to include these links so you can watch our learning center that Dave gave this presentation on um, in the show notes. But you can also email me at Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Dave at healthierbirthdays.com. That's right. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Side Effects.